Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, the sun streak is over. The hottest team in the NBA is Houston, but is their success sustainable? And the Lakers are one of many teams that are underperforming in the NBA, but are they the most concerning? We go around the league and tell you who is. Plus, all is not right in Dallas. Why is Luka's demeanor? It might be a problem for the Mavs' long-term success. NBA Today, it starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by senior NBA insider Ramona Shelburne. We also have NBA champion Richard Jefferson joining us. The undefeated Mark Spears will be with us hey. later in the show. I want to know what the best thing you guys saw this weekend was. But actually, before we do that, let's roll the weekend soundtrack. Let's get it. I thought you were going to ask Winning me a question. I was 18 games in a row is just incredible. We know that they're the, the best team in the West until somebody else knocks them off. The Suns' 18-game winning streak ends tonight. We've had a really good home record and a nice streak going ourselves here in this building, so we'd rather keep ours going than let theirs live. To the cutting Collins for the one-hand jam on Cody Martin. Take him to the upper room. Woo! DeRozan matched up with Harden. DeMar kicks. Lonzo fires. Oh, Lonzo! Now to present P.J. Tucker with his championship ring, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton. I love you guys forever, man. Honestly, Milwaukee, we're always going to be dogs. Augustine finds an open house. Quarter three is a bit. Oh, oh, but you gotta love it. so it was a weekend of streaks the sun's 18 game win streak was snapped by the warriors yep. in golden state mm -hmm. and now the longest active streak in the nba belongs to the houston rockets the houston rockets so it's monday and like we do every monday i want to get your weekend winners so team wise i'm going to start with you richard I'm going to say the Utah Jazz. Okay. Uh, they beat Boston, and then they beat – I keep trying to tell everybody how good Cleveland is. Cleveland is a very good team, and they beat Cleveland by one in Cleveland. But Donovan Mitchell, back-to-back -back performances, he was outstanding, played well, and to go and – well, to beat Boston and to go into Cleveland, which sooner or later people are going to start recognizing how good this team is. I think that was a huge performance by him. By the way, that, by the Jazz, Evan, excuse me. Yeah, that Evan Mobley block, though, on Donovan Mitchell, that was, that was get up off the sofa. Who was your weekend winner? I'm going to go with the Spurs. Okay. All right, four in a row. Go Spurs go. And then, you know, look, Golden State has this really big win, of, of course, over the right. Phoenix Suns. Next night out, this is a le typical letdown game, but Golden State came all the way back in this game, and then the Spurs with, with Derek White, DeJounte Murray held on at the end. They made some clutch plays at the end after the Warriors had come back and taken that lead. 
We're on a roll for this break. We we're about to write them off. So, we? so we're getting love from Texas, but nothing yeah. for the Rockets now that we're, they are riding this six-game winning streak. Well, you were talking about that. Well, we're going to talk about them more later. Which yeah, is, we're going to talk you know, more about. So that we're going to get into that Rockets fan. So, some notable individual performances over the weekend too. Ramona, who is your weekend MVP? I'll go with Demar Derozan. Okay. Okay. Bulls had a big weekend, obviously in New York. They, you know, they caught some attention out here when they came out and beat the LA teams, and they went to New York, beat both New York teams, and Derozan was big in both of these games. I think. I mean, they got something going. We keep trying to say, are the Bulls for real? Oh, yeah. They're for real. They're for real. Yeah. And he and he is looking like a leading man whenever. Especially in the they clutch. Need yep. mm -hmm. They need him down the stretch. He has been the guy consistently to step it up for them. Richard, who's your weekend MVP? My guy, Miles Bridges. This man is just, get your money. Oh, my God. Well, you know what I love about this? Is everyone wants to give, oh, LaMelo credit or this person. Yes, but he has put in the work. He has gotten better every year. And even his coach was like, we didn't know he would be this good. Yeah. Like, he has just shown huge incremental growth every single year. So, for him to go out shorthanded, mm. not without two of their starters and stars, because they didn't have they didn't have um, LaMelo. They, they didn't have Terry Terry. The Terry. Right now. Everybody was gone. And so, for me, I'm just sitting here like, okay, yeah. well, what are they going to do? Sure. He's like, I got you. Now, Atlanta, there might be some conversations. That's a bad loss for Atlanta. But Bridges is going to get his money. And he's going to get a lot of it. And so, good for him. Well, and we get to talk to him tomorrow. He's oh, going to be joining us all hey, today. But you mentioned it. When things, when things go, we talk about things going up. Whatever goes up must come down. So, on the Ooh. flip side, team or player, Ramona, who needs to step it up? Bong. Can we say that ironically oh, now? Oh, that's sad though. I think it's been twisted now. The subway's delayed. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's I when the doors are trying to weather. close over and over and over again and they just won't. It's not cute anymore. Back, like, it's, it's officially jump the shark. Like what, they play it during games. I, the I, subway. I have no, been side, on subway. no subway. That's yeah, where the Bing Bong came from. It doesn't surprise me at all that you've been on the subway. No. What about? Jamaica and I are yeah, we're of the people. Yeah, 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 we're of the people. Um, just sits look, above I thought they were going to be better defensively. The whole point of taking Kemba out of that starting lineup and, and making those changes was mm. to be better. They're 19th in defense. That is not like a to, to, to Tom Thibodeau coach team. I just they haven't gotten better. That was a bad loss at home this weekend to the Bulls there, especially when Chicago was shorthanded. I I don't see where they're getting better. Do you? I mean, it's right. So, so before where is the change? Right, and that was what you mentioned at Kemba Walker. That was supposed to be one of the changes. What do you see as the tweaks maybe needed? And we're going to get into this more later in the show. But for New York, oh, I don't know. Like the Knicks, we're I, we're we're talking about them. Okay, so the Knicks. <laughs> what I think they need. To, I think it, it's a struggle right now because you do change your lineup, yeah. hoping to kind of right. pop up your defense. Because Kemba Walker was struggling on the offensive end. We understand that. But I think for the Knicks, just to understand that, you know. Excellence and greatness is not one year. It's not a one-year run. Mm -hmm. It is like doing it day in and day in, day out, year in and year out. And so, for me, I just think they added Evan Fournier. They added some offense to help him, but their offense isn't really clicking the way they no, want. Right. And then their defense has made a drop. So, do I think we should write off the Knicks? By no means. I think the Knicks are a quality team. They just need to kind of pick it up. So, for you, then, who needs to step it up, team or player, Richard? Oh yeah, we're going to go to the real team in that area. We're going to talk <laughs> about the Brooklyn Whoa. Nets. I, I think the Brooklyn Nets need to. They need to look what they're doing and then kind of adjust. They had a back-to-back -back against Minnesota and then Chicago. They had Minnesota uh, without Carl Anthony Towns, and that game went down to the very last second. So you mm. give credit to Minnesota, but where that really gets you 
or is on the back-to-back when you got one of the best teams in the league in the Chicago Bulls coming in? James Harden, he has just struggled. Five for 21 in this game. He actually had a great attack. Look, he was just missing those bunnies all night long. But, you know, if you're looking at the Brooklyn Nets as like a dominant, dominant team, you need to see more dominant performances from James Harden than those like, oh, he's going to be okay. Oh, he'll get it figured out right. performance. Because that's a sentiment we heard about the Nets over and over last season, right? Oh, it'll be fine once it gets to the playoffs, once it gets to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they just, well, obviously they didn't the injuries, help. Yes. But they also didn't have that, that they'd played, what, eight games together all mm-hmm. season before they were able to kind of put it all together in the playoffs and then everyone got hurt, Ramona. Yeah, I mean, look, when you when you watch Harden out there right now, yeah, that was a horrible shooting night. 5 yeah. of 21, that's just a bad night. But he just doesn't look comfortable out there. He doesn't mm-hmm. look like he has a comfort level in the role. And I think some of the physicality is still coming. We've mm-hmm. seen, you know, the dunk the other night, and we're like, oh, okay, he can get up again. He's, he's, he's feeling better physically. But he doesn't look comfortable. And some of that is last year he had to carry them because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving missed so much time. Right. Now he's having to figure out how to play alongside Kevin Durant, and they have not quite found Without Kyrie. Kyrie. Right. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing for, for me when you watch them play. Like, you know, James is conceding at times because he's such a great playmaker. Yeah. He's doing that. But it's like he's looking to concede, but without the weapons to concede to. Last year it was like, all right, I'm going to get KD involved. I'm going to get uh, Joe Harris involved. I'm going to get all of these different guys involved, and then I'm going to go get mine. Well, right. I think this team needs him to be more of a focal point at scoring and then get everybody else involved. Even the one three he hit in that game, they swung it to him. He was looking to make a play and then realized, he was wide open. Right. You can't leave James Harden wide open. <laughs> no. You can't leave him open. So for me, I think James Harden is getting a little bit more comfortable, but we're starting to see there's more performances of this where we're questioning him versus then the performances of where you're like, oh, James is fine. Not to mention they've been missing the two-man game between him and Nick Claxton, who's mm-hmm. missed a significant amount of time with non-COVID illness, and now he's just getting back. But we did talk a little bit about the Rockets, right, earlier in the show. I want to try something. I want to try a little bit of trivia that oh. we're going to answer after the break. So who were, and you guys cannot Google this in break, the no. three All-Stars on the Rockets the last time they had a six-game win streak? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, no. Are we, we said we're coming back from the break. Okay, that's Ramona's guess. We're, we're yeah. going to get that answer after the break. Plus, yeah, we're also Ron. going to talk about Luka Doncic. That's not. Saturday's game with a sore ankle. But is that yeah. the biggest a big issue facing the Mavs star? His coach right. says not so fast. Right. And what's the concern level surrounding some of the preseason favorites around the NBA? Hint, hint, the answer is high. Plus, the Ant-Man did it again. But was this throwdown good enough to make it into the top of the top? NBA Today rolls on you got to be the there break. every week. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. He got to be there every week. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is brought to you by Discover. Exceptionally common sense. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's Fight Against Cancer. 
Welcome back to NBA Today. So before the break, I asked you who were the three All-Stars that were on the Rockets the last time they had a six-game winning streak. Ramona, your guess was? I'm going to go with Yao Ming, Tracy McGrady, and Ron Artest. Okay. I'm going to go with Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, and Akeem Olajuwon. Okay, so we're going back-back. And I should have been clear. This is not just in that season. It is All-Stars that were on the team. It was oh. last season. It was okay. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and Victor Oladipo, Richard. Wow. A six-game win streak. Oh, that's not say, that long. I'm just going to say right. this. Like, we can't come up with trivia that no one cares about. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Richard. Hey, I, just, I think you're just hey, salty because you just get Rockets are proud Better of next time, no, Richard. All right, None so back to this None of these guys even on the team. How are they getting it done, right? All right, their <laughs> offense is clicking on all levels. They're averaging over 119 points per game during their six-game win streak, which ranks second in the NBA, and they're also sharing the Rockets. Get this, Houston leads the league in assists in that span with just under 30 per game, but before this streak, they were at 20 assists per game, which was tied for the fewest in the NBA. So they have leveled up, and this Houston team is now in the record books. No team in the NBA, in the NFL, in the NHL, or the MLB had ever won six in a row immediately following a 15-game losing streak, right? So as promised earlier in the show, we're now joined by the undefeateds, Mark Spears. Mark, if I had told you at the start of the season that the Rockets would have the longest active win streak in the NBA at six games, what would you have said to me? Uh, you must be talking about the G League Rio Grande team, you know, not, not this team. And look, Christian the, Wood. the six game stretch is, is the easiest or the third easiest in the NBA this season, but Hey, they did beat Chicago. They beat, did beat a really good Charlotte team in overtime. So, you know, let's give this team credit. I, I'm, I'm stunned after 15 straight losses that they've been able to do this. Um, but, you know, give Christian Wood, who's trying to become uh, a star in this league, and these young Robert Rockets some, some respect. I'm, I'm stunned, but they did it. Some credit, right? Put some respect on their names. So you've been talking to folks inside the Rockets organization about this streak. What's the, what, what are they attributing their success to, and do they think it's sustainable? Yeah, well, you know, I talked to their coach this morning while I text with him because he's at the dentist, so Stephen Silas, <laughs> hope you're feeling better. But I think the key to them is Wood is now starting at center. Uh, he's rolling to the rim. He's picking, popping, hitting that mid-range jumper. Now Sagoon's doing well, the rookie, coming off the bench. Uh, Eric Gordon starting. He's uh, hitting big shots, playing great defense. And Jalen Green's not there. He's been out with a hamstring injury. Um, not sure when he's going to get back. Uh, to answer your question of whether this is sustainable, Christian Wood, you know, it certainly will have a lot to do with it. But I I'll say no because I, I just think this, uh, you know, thanks to ESPN Stats and Info, they pointed out that this is the third easiest stretch in the NBA this year. Mm. Teams are going to take them more seriously. And the West is the West. I, I, I think they'll come back to Earth pretty soon. The Rockets will come back to Earth, yes. The, the West is the West, but man, I, and we're going to get into this later in the show, so please stick around because I want to talk about more surprise teams in the NBA, Mark. The West is the West, but man, there are some surprising teams in the East, too. But yes. I want to come back here with Richard Jefferson and play a little bit of game of a fill in the blank, all right? All right. He's sleeping, but he'll wake up. The Rockets' six-game win streak is what, Richard? G 
Just that. No one can. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, look, I'm proud of the young Rockets players. Rockets fans but, are listen, coming no, for relax. you, They're and not, I no, am going to the, give them the pitch Rockets first. fans are still mad if they traded me on draft night. No big deal. <laughs> no one cares. But let me say this about the Rockets. I am glad that they are doing this. One thing that is notable is that Jalen Green hasn't been a part of this because of an injury. So as any player, any coach, any individual, when a team has success, when something changes, you should always take notice. I'm not saying that they are better without Jalen Green because, uh, as Mark pointed out, their, their schedule has been favorable, but it's mm -hmm. very hard to beat the team that you're supposed to beat. But I think hopefully right now this is a teaching lesson. If you're Jalen Green and I'm one of the coaches that works with him, it's like, okay, what are they doing differently? Look at how the ball's moving. We were talking about the assist goes from 20 up to 29. Now, young players like Jalen Green, he's out there looking to get a bucket. He's out there scoring. Even Perk says, I believe that Jalen Green can be one of the leading scorers in the league. But can you do that and have your team be successful? Mm -hmm. So, if I'm Jalen Green, I'm looking at this like, okay, our team's great. How can I contribute to this greatness versus like, let me come in there and get a bucket, which we know he's going to be a great scorer and a great player, but he's got to figure out how to do it while winning. And I don't figure, I feel like we can't talk about the Rockets without reminding folks that John Wall is sitting on the bench. John Wall is making all that money. He is traveling with the team still, mm -hmm. and yet he is not playing. So, you mentioned it, Mark mentioned it, the streak that they're on right now, the 16 winning streak. It includes wins against the Bulls, the Hornets, back-to-back -back wins against the Thunder, the Magic, the Pelicans. So that's not exactly the best of the best in the NBA, right? And it gets tougher from here on out. So let's take a look at their next five games, starting Wednesday versus the Nets. They have the Bucks, the Grizzlies, the Hawks, the Caps. When are they losing, Richard? They could have lost any of these five games, but let me also talk about this. This is one of the easiest like schedules, but let's look at some of the other teams, a la the Lakers. The Lakers had one of the easiest stretches over the course of the beginning of the season. They never won six straight games in a row. So we can't just, like, we can't look at this and be like, oh, well, they had an easy schedule. Charlotte is good. Chicago is good. So when do they lose? I don't know their next game. Probably the Nets. Our Nets, Bucks. You're saying Grizzlies. the Nets are the team that needs to step it up. So do they stepping it up against a team you're quote unquote supposed to beat? Like, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not going to sit up here and say I, I think any one of those teams could beat them. You're, and they're they're not going to be favored. How about this? They're, they're not going to be favored in any of their five games. They're not going to be get. They're not going to be. They're not going to be favored in any of those five games. So have at it. But hey, the the Rockets. They don't care if they're favored or not. And They've they been winning be. despite that. But we had some great hoops over the weekend. Yep. Wasn't just the Rockets. So let's see. Who made it, Richard? Top of the top. Yes. Are we getting top up? Top of the top. We're getting Am up. I standing up? Let's go. Okay. Where do we go? On top of the top. We're going all the way to the top of the top. And okay. we are going to start, Richard, with top putbacks. So Kenny Martin Jr. Jr. Looking just like his daddy. Looking just like his daddy. Oh, oh my God. I wish we would have had a split screen to show you. Like my daddy. I had hundreds of these just watching. He, Kenya Martin used to dunk on me at times, right? Going up for follows up. So that is quality. But that's the energy. That looks like a team that is excited to be out there well, on the court. Well, let's go take one of your top pick. Oh. But Mark the ladder. Had something to say about that. Just soaring over Rudy Gobert. That is tough. Oh. Yeah, that's tough. Going over the big fella, too, over defender. the Eiffel Tower. All right, top clutch shot on Friday. Eric Gordon with the ball in his hands to try to keep the Rocket streak alive. EG, Eric Gordon with it's the good. floater. Yeah, now look, and this is what they have. Like, Eric Gordon, he's not who he once was, but he is still a guy that can get you a bucket when you need him. So, clutch finish there by AG. Nice footwork, too. All right, well, we also... Should be taking one more look at this, but then going ahead to top slam. So well, the Warriors, the Warriors, they ended the Sun streak with it. Oh, oh my God! I can tell you, I was sitting like, like here. Where, where, where's here? Right, 
right here is where I was but, but he also and said this is the best dunk. I had to control my face because you know the camera goes back and forth up and down the sideline. Yeah. It's like you had to pick your job off the ground, which you also probably had to do for this one. Oh, this one. This is my favorite. Catch a body, young fella. Ron Catch Collins. a body. Did he not have cable? Fire. No, come on. Oh, oh my Mark, gosh. did you not have cable? You don't jump with individuals like that. He picked the wrong person on the right day, I'll tell you that. And look at the pass from Trey Young. So we've done top shots and top dunks and top da da da. We've never done a top player, but there's just so many moments from Steph that top Steph gonna step. So we gotta show you this shot from Steph Curry. Remember, part of the concern when they were building Chase Center is that he couldn't take his tunnel shot anymore. But no tunnel shot, no problem. Was he twerking? What are you? Uh oh, that's. Uh, I don't wanna, know. You want to give a little? No, a little I can't. Example? I can't. A little. You can't. I, I can't twerk. That's not. That's bend. not my. That, no, I can't. The back, the back, the back. So the is not right. No you want to give a shot at it? You want to see? Nobody. Okay. Nobody needs Nobody. to see that. All right, coming up on NBA Today, not Richard twerking. Do the Mavs have a Luca problem? Jason Kidd with some strong words on Doncic's on-court demeanor. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm still here. I'm fighting. I'm not losing. But I got to amend that. When you die, that does not mean that you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. The V Foundation established the Stuart Scott Memorial Fund seven years ago, helping to support minority scientists and to better understand the cancer disparities experienced by patients from minority, ethnic, or racial populations. ESPN and the V Foundation are proud to support this fund in Stuart's honor. And if you can support as well by visiting v.org slash Stuart, please do. Let's go coast to coast around the league, starting here in L.A., where last Friday LeBron came back after missing a game to face the Clippers, but the Lakers lost in the Battle of L.A. So, Ramona, does Bron being back fix the Lakers? Wait. It helps. But they still need a point guard. They need a whole lot more on defense. They got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Well, we'll see if they can start to right that ship. The Hornets, they beat the Hawks last night despite missing Four players, including the Mellow Ball and Terry Rozier, who are in COVID protocol. So, Richard, was this one more about the Hornets or the Hawks? I think it's both. I, I love the fact that the Hornets stepped up and played shorthanded compliments to them. But also the Hawks, if you're trying to get right, this is one of those ones that stings because you should not lose this. So good for my man Bridges. There you go. Who will be here tomorrow? And we also have three teams out west that are riding four game winning streets. That's the Jazz, the Spurs, the Grizzlies. We're all getting it done without Ja Morant. More impressive streak, Richard, of those three? Ah, the more impressive streak, I would probably say the Grizzlies because yep. they've been doing a lot of this without Ja Morant. That's what Aaron, makes it impressive. Jackson, 
Junior. Darren Jackson Jr., Zach Lowe was praising his his accomplishments and the Mavs. They've also lost two in a row and four of their last five games. So Luka missed the last game with an ankle injury. And after Friday's loss to the Pelicans, Jason Kidd said Doncic needs to stop lobbying the officials for calls as much as he does. So here's what he said on Friday night. I would lean towards playing five on five a little bit more. Um, you're not going to get any calls. There's a point in time in games, dead balls, to be able to talk to the officials. If we're lobbying for calls during live play, it puts us in harm's way. And just some things got to be a little bit more important. And, and I think we're going to get better at understanding as a team when to talk to the officials and when not to. Not just Luca. All right, so let's dig a little deeper with Ramona. You yeah. spoke to Jason yeah. Kidd. What did you learn about this? Well, look, Jason Kidd's really honest with Luka Doncic, mm. okay? And, and they have a respect there just because, I mean, he played the position, Luka plays the position. And he essentially said, he goes, Luka, everybody I talk to in the league doesn't like you, okay? And when they, the refs don't like you, they're not going to give you calls, okay? And this is a problem for you going forward. And Luka, and I said, well, how did he take that? And he said, he took that very well, actually. Huh. He, he realizes this affects the rest of the team, too. And it, when Luke wants to win, I mean, you, you cover Luke. He just wants to win. And if something he's doing is affecting some of that, and, and, and Richard, you know this, too. When you play in the league and you get the officials not against you, you're not going to get those calls. Like, Luka Doncic is a superstar. Right. He should be top five MVP every single year that he plays. But if you're making – he's not there to the point where he's going to get all the same calls that a LeBron would get, mm -hmm. that a Chris Paul would get, Kevin Durant would get. He's not there. And if you start off by getting them against him, right? they're getting the rest against you. It's not a good start. So we heard he took the feedback well, is yeah. what you're saying. So what do you expect from him going forward now? Well, I think going forward, it's on him to enact it. I mean, you can talk about it all you want, but Luca's been a pro since he's 15. Mm. Okay? He acts this way and, and, and complains to the rest, and, and that's kind of hardwired into you. So now you have to undo some of that. And, and, and Jason Kids were very specific in the sense that the refs, you know, they, they make calls or don't make calls. But it's also about getting back on transition defense. If you're wasting time arguing with referees, you're not getting back on defense, and neither right. is the rest of your team. So those are the things I think you look for to see how well those words got through. Absolutely. All right, so I do want to get the player's perspective on what's going on here in Dallas. So Richard, what do you make of the way that Luca has been expressing himself? That's what we're going to call it, expressing. Well, let me tell you a quick story. So when I was a rookie, Jason Kidd grabbed me and was like, hey, talk to this official. So he would walk me up, introduce yourself. So I got to know every official's name. So every single game, my rookie year, I would go up and talk to the officials. How are you doing? Where are you headed next? Where are you based at? Because you have to establish a relationship with them. And so what Luca's really struggling right now is he views the players and the officials as different. You have to view them as a part of the league. And look, when I tell you that Luca needs to figure this out, Luca is averaging the fifth most free throw attempts per game. But he's also tied for the fourth most technicals in in the league so like if you're getting the most free throws and the right. most technicals you can't do this Luca you are fifth in the league this shows you how great he is fifth in the league in free throw attempts since you showed up but you're fourth in technicals so the officials are like I just gave you six calls and you want to complain about the one that I missed that's what you cannot do you are hurting your team you're hurting yourself when you do this so these are certain plays like Luke Luca there's a foul keep playing and then you're just not paying attention you are completely checked out of this game. I am not telling you that this is a consistent thing. What I am saying is that, Luca, you are great. And this is a part of being great. Playing through this stuff, getting back on defense. This is how you affect your team in a positive way, showing that I'm not going to let this bother me. Again, look at this. Play's going on. He's still looking back at the official. He's still worried about what's going on. Look, he is more worried about 
other things. Look, still talking to the official, still talking to the official, and I understand you are a great player. But now, just like any great player, you got to take that next step and say, how can I work with the officials versus constantly berating them? Is is this a maturity issue? Yeah, is he's a, a young experience? player. Both. It's a young thing and it's an experience. He's now learning in this moment that if you just constantly go at the officials, even though you're getting the technicals, you're still getting the free throws. And I think that's the biggest disparity when you're looking. It's like, dude, you're getting more free throws than 99.9% .9 of the players in this the league, superstar including fact. superstars. You are out shooting free throws more than LeBron James, more than Trey Young, more than Chris Paul, more than James Harden. And then all of a sudden, you're getting technicals because you feel like you're not getting enough calls. Well, and that's what we just heard Ramona talk about, right? Is that superstar balance, needing to learn. He wants to win at all costs. We can see it. It's very clear. And I, I think we need to get Jason Kidd in here because notice how you don't do that with your colleagues anymore. Come and shake our hands. That's no, yeah. no, None no. None of that has no, translated that was young Richard. your post-playing yes. career, yes. clearly. All right, so speaking of young fellas, coming up on NBA Today, Giannis turned 27. Oh, man. So what gifts would our panel give to the guy that already kind of seems to have it all? Keep it locked on NBA Today. He's fine. What else? What else could he? I need him to get me a gift. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. The Greek Freak is a Greek NBA champion. We walk and we did it, baby! We did it! How ready do you feel for you and the Bucks to have a repeat run? Whatever having the best is in the best. Gotta focus on now. Tenacity mixed with my self-control ensures that I have a boss of a champion on this road. Are we satisfied? I'm not satisfied. Welcome back to NBA Today. So today is Giannis Antetokounmpo's 27th birthday. 27. So You want to sing, Malika? Uh, no. Yeah, thank God. You were, I was singing in the hallway, and you were the yeah. lovely recipient I of that. I like this rendition, right. though, the piano. It's nice. He's a two-time MVP. He's an NBA champion. He's a finals MVP. He's a defensive player of the year. So he's not really lacking kind of in anything. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was in Milwaukee <laughs> for Giannis's birthday and Peter Fagan, the president of the Bucks, yeah. and I, we went into the weight room because I was there. I think I was interviewing Giannis for something. And Peter's like, oh, come with me. We're going to go give Giannis his birthday present. And this this big, it was a wheel of cheese. <laughs> the Bucks were, it's Wisconsin, you know, yeah, cheese curds, yeah. a wheel of cheese. And I was like, all right, well, we're going to do a wheel of cheese. But if you guys are not getting him a wheel of cheese this year, <laughs> I want to know what gift, starting with you, Ramona, you would give Giannis Attentacumbo for his 27th birthday. Well, I want to make sure that he's tried fried Twinkies. Oh, yeah, Oreos, fried Oreos, fried Twinkies. I've yeah. never tried a fried Twinkie. Nearby. Pretty awesome. So I think we need Santa a Santa Cruz test. Boardwalk. Giannis, you're invited to NBA Today for a taste test. What um, else? But I just want him and the Bucks to be healthy. They haven't been healthy all year. They, it seemed like they were finally getting back, and then he's missed the last couple of games with a calf injury. He just it, Look, they had a short layoff because of the short season between yep. the finals and this year. I don't expect them to have 
a lights out kind of regular season because of that, because they need to get their stars some rest. But between Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez having back surgery, Giannis with the little nagging injuries, I just want to see them healthy at the right time so that we can see a real championship defense. Okay, Richard? Uh, look, just to add to, that, add to what she's saying, health, I think that is literally the only thing that this individual could have, mm -hmm. and it's mainly because when healthy their team is, they're, they're one of the top two or three teams. They are the defending yep. champion. Uh, and you could say that about a lot of people, but I think specifically this team, which worries me, only because we saw last year all the teams that went far in the yep. bubble and they had that short layoff, they were struggling for a variety of reasons, injuries, health, all the things. So now that this team, the Bucks team, was able to go all the way to a championship, had two guys go to the Olympics, now they have a short offseason, and you're kind of seeing the residual effects of that. Yeah, and I will say this. You mentioned the calf injury, two games. I believe that yep. he's missed with that, right? Giannis Antetokounmpo is a guy who they said that maybe he was going to be out for an extended stretch, right, at coming out of the Eastern Conference Finals. And he said, no, I'm Giannis. I have super health. <laughs> and he just magically healed himself and was fine. So I wish him good health because then we can see the birthday boy in our first game of our Wednesday NBA doubleheader. And then after the Bucks take on the Heat at 730 Eastern, Steph and the Warriors host CJ McCollum and the Blazers. Our coverage starts with NBA oh, Countdown. CJ McCollum and the Blazers. So it's Dame, but Dame's hurt, so we're going to go with CJ. Show him some love. All right, you guys, it is that time of the week again. It is power rankings time. Warriors, they hold down the top spot in ESPN.com's power rankings. Do not judge my singing, Richard. Golden State snapped the Suns' 18-game win streak on Friday night. And speaking of Phoenix, they have the second spot. And then... It's three Eastern teams that round out the top five. It's the Nets, the Bulls, the Bucks. So, agree with the rankings here, Richard? Agree I disagree. with my singing? I disagree with that. First of all, look, the, the, the Phoenix Suns beat the Golden State Warriors, so they split. So, to me, the Phoenix Suns are still the best team. Especially, especially without Desmond. Especially, and especially mm, because the Golden, Golden State Warriors then went on to lose to San Antonio. Then... The Bulls just beat Brooklyn right. in Brooklyn. So I'm not saying that these so are right, right teams, wrong yeah, order. Yeah, type right feeling, team, Ramona. wrong order. That's is, that, is that it? I still think the Nets are better than the Bulls, and I know we have a recency bias, but I think on some level when you do those voting in, in the rankings there, you do vote for who you think is the best team. Okay. Hey, Mark, are we kind of feeling the same thing? Yeah, it's so early in the season, Rich. I don't really – I'm with you, man. It's like, give me a march. Yeah. yeah I'm, I think I, Skip power I, rankings I, until I, March. I don't have any problems with it. I don't have any problems with it. I used to have to do this every Monday. Yeah. So I know the pain <laughs> that the writers are going through. You're not going to win. People like Richard are going to kill you every week. 100%. Because so, I don't so, give an actual hey, answer. Maybe they should have Richard do it. I vote that yes. Richard should write W-R-I-T-E, the power rankings. Ooh. So everyone is sort you of have agreement. Richard's rankings. I Richard, Richard's rankings. I like the alliteration there. All right, so everyone's sort of in agreement, right, on these power rankings. <laughs> yeah, so it was the top not, five. Right, not a whole lot yeah. of, of discrepancies that we're, we're looking at there. But I, I do want to know about the sneaky teams, right? Mark, I'm going to start with you. There wasn't a whole lot of a debate. Who are your top five sneaky teams in the NBA right now? Well, Memphis without job, man. You know, they actually, their last four games, they, they never lost a league. From zero zero, and this is without Josh, so that's impressive. The Hornets might be the most fun team to watch right now. I'm really enjoying them. The Wizards have cooled, but they're 14 and 10. T Wolves lost last two, but they've won center of their last uh, center of the last 10 games. They got a great big three in Cat and Edwards. Don't call me Anthony and D'Angelo <laughs> Russell, but I got to give the biggest shout out to JB Bickerstaff, yeah. the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Winston Garland. Play, son, 
uh, is playing like an all-star. Jared Allen, Eric Mobley, Twin Towers. The Cavs are 13 and 11. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen is a combo that not a lot of people thought would work remote. Who you got? 13 and 11. JB, early coach of the year candidate. I love what the Cavaliers are doing, and, and Mobley just got back. Keep keep an eye on Cleveland, man. They're, they're the probably the most surprising team in the league right now. Yeah, don't forget Ricky Rubio. Right? Mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio at the point. Ricky, yeah. Ricky Rubio. Who you got, Ramona? Um, I also like the Grizzlies and the Cavs. Uh, I like uh, I, I like the I like the Cavs, the Grizzlies, the Hornets. And you know what? Since nobody else mentioned the Clippers, I'm going to say the Clippers as well in there because I don't know how they score as many points as they do with the roster that they have right now, but that defense keeps them in every single game. And I like the Minnesota Timberwolves as well. Like I, Those three guys, when they're together, when they're healthy, they're building something. Richard? Uh, honestly, my list doesn't look very much different than this other than I take out the Clippers and I add somebody else who were, who were uh, the Wizards. But this is what I say. Cleveland, I can't tell people enough that the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. are a team that you must watch. Ricky Rubio has them running. And then we also talk about Laurie Markkinen. And then Kevin Love has like embraced the vet role, and he's coming off the bench and giving them great minutes. And so when you look at this team, they had Evan Mobley had an elbow. They had uh, Jared Allen miss a little bit of time and then they kind of struggled for a couple of days or a couple of games. But this team right here is a playoff team if they can stay healthy. But they're they're impressive to watch and Evan Mobley is the leading candidate for rookie of the year. You heard it here first. His length? Yes, you're not first on that. Yeah. No, heard it here. No, on this, no, on this, on this, on this group. That's fair. That is fair. Hey first. Mark, okay. thank you so no much Colin for spending Sexton some time either. with us today. No Colin Sexton either, right? Thank you for spending some time with us today, Mark. Please get me a Rick and Ann sandwich while you're up there because I, I need some Rick and Ann's. We will see you next Monday, sir. So those are some of the sneaky good teams, but coming up some maybe not so sneaky underperforming teams. Including the Blazers, so what does this mean for Dame's future in Portland? Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. Knicks lose for the second time this week. Knicks blown out by an undermanned Nuggets team. You know we're in a funk right now, and it's, it's hard, it's tough, it's not fun. We have to get our edge back defensively, starts there. It's really just up to us to bring that, that intensity. It comes from maximum effort and maximum concentration. That's where it comes from. Najee, there's no Nick near him. That's what we're talking about. we got to focus together, and we got to work our way out of it together. That's the way it is. got to look ourselves in the mirror and, and decide what we want the season to be. All right, so the Knicks have lost three straight, and I know it's, I'm not going to say it's early in the season. It's early ish. It's early ish. We're going to win third. But the Knicks, they're one game under 500, and right now they're out of the playoffs, Ooh. right? So what's your level of concern right now, Ramona? High, medium, or low? Should we say medium well? Right? Yeah. Medium well. I like my steak, medium well. Okay. Um, look, they were five and one, and then they've gone six and 11 cents. Okay, that's not good. And in that span, we thought R.J. Barrett was taking a step forward. We thought the defense was going to be a Tom Thibodeau coach defense. Right. R.J. Barrett has shot 33% in those last 13 games. I mean, yep. it, 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 it's, they have not built off of last year of anything. They've st- taken a step backwards. And I think that's where the lack of success on the defensive end is really troubling because when you have young players like R.J. Barrett, okay, he, he looked great in the beginning. He's in a little slump right now. That should be okay if you have a great defense to fall back on. Mm. If you can you can weather individual slumps if you have a right. consistent defense and they don't have it right now. 
Yeah, I, I think it's the same thing. I think it's just medium, only because they added some players. You forget, you added Kimba Walker, you added Evan Fournier, you added some pieces, and it's not really gelling right now, but I do trust in how hard they're going to play. And in this league, everyone knows, if you are a hard-winning team, you're going to overachieve. But don't forget, they were just okay throughout most of the season, and then they had a great stretch, which helped lead them into the postseason. So hopefully this team will continue on that trajectory, similar to what they did last year. All right, let's stick with it with some more teams. The Sixers are one game above 500, and they've played several games, right, without Joel Embiid, without Danny Green, without Tobias Harris. We could keep going. Yes. This list, level of concern, Richard. Uh, it, it, again, it, it's medium. I don't think it's any different, and I say this because you can't judge a team if they can't if they don't get healthy. But if healthy, this team is a hard-playing, well-coached team. They just need to get healthy and then eventually figure out something to do with I'm going to say low because I actually thought they did pretty well without Joel Embiid. Um, they were, if they didn't win those games, they were competitive in those games, and then it also allowed Tyrese Maxey to really blossom mm. while while he was out and while he had to carry the team. That was a great win in Atlanta the other night. Um, they came back in the fourth quarter there. Joel Embiid hits a couple big buckets. They were playing through the big guy. I thought that was a big step forward for them. Did you see how excited Joel was, too, at the end of that game? He was, what? like, jumping up and down. Was that shadow boxing? Or yeah. it was, I mean, he was Some version of dancing? About that. All right, <laughs> shifting to the West, to the Blazers, right? They're two games below 500. They're playing without mm. Dame Lillard, who's out with an abdominal injury. First-year head coach, Chauncey Billup. He hasn't been shy about calling up his team, calling out his team after losses. So here's Mr. Big Shot taking some shots. Yep. I don't think we came to compete in this game. Um, I mean, this is a team that, that beat us in the playoffs last year, and we come and don't even compete in the first quarter. It's kind of a little disappointed in that. Just no fight. I want us to compete harder. Um, I want us to be more competitive, and I don't feel like every night we do that. I really don't. I don't feel like we do that every night. And that concerns me. There's a way that I'm willing to lose, and that's not the way that I'm willing to lose. We need our bench to inspire our starters. And that shit is crazy to me, you know. It's supposed to be the other way around. All right, your Portland burger, Richard, medium well. Oh, oh, I'm, I, I, I'm extremely worried. They just fired their president and general manager. So you look at that shift. You have a first-year head coach in Chauncey Billups, who I believe is going to be a very good coach. But part of the reason why they struggled and had to make these changes is because this team is not built for high-level success. They're not a good defensive team. And just because you bring in a new coach doesn't mean that the team is going to be a great defensive team. They're lacking effort. They're lacking intensity. And right now, you're starting to see some of it. We're a quarter of the way through, and he's calling out their heart. That's not good. Mm -hmm. I mean, he wasn't yelling, but for Chauncey, that's yelling. That's yelling. All right, so another day, another Dame rumor. Mm. And I know, you know, Damian Lillard, he got on Twitter. He said, you know, people just like drama. Dame has been very clear about how he feels about Portland. But, Ramona, at what point does Portland consider, okay, what are our options here making a move with Dame involved? I think it's now. I mean, Dame Lillard is eligible for a Supermax contract after this year. And this team right now is not going anywhere. I mean, they, they look like a team that maybe will make the play-in or maybe get into the first round and then lose. They look like the same team they've been. And when you have a player of his caliber, you either surround him with a team that he can win with or you look to get whatever you can for him. And he has an injury right now. He hasn't played all that great this year. His scoring is down about eight points a game. He's not getting to the rim as much. But it's it, it, this is a fundamental gut check time for the, for the Blazers to say, is can we continue to try to build around Dame? Can we make this move um, for Ben Simmons? Can we? Is there somebody else out there that we can go get that's going to radically change our team? Yeah. Now, this idea of trading for Ben Simmons in a vacuum, that looks good, but 
I don't know why Philly would want to do that. You'd have to trade CJ McCollum, who is a bit redundant if you look at who he'd be joining, Tyrese Maxey and, and, and Seth Curry. Uh, you also would have to give up a lot of draft picks, which are not going to be great draft picks, and yep. is that really getting you better for the future? So I don't know if there's a trade there that makes sense. Plus, if I'm Philly, I would like Dame Lillard. Mm. If I'm going to trade Ben Simmons, I want Dame, yeah. not CJ. No, his, Dame, value's CJ. Not, his value's right. not that high. So, ben, I'm sorry. So I, I agreed with you. Right. I, so that's, that's and, what and, we're And now at. you have an interim GM in there who, right. are you going to give him the power to make that choice? And that's what we're going to kind of see out, yeah. play, see play out over the next several days, several weeks, several months, even into this offseason. But we're not done yet. We did the top of the top. Next, it's time for the bottom of the bottom, the best of the worst. That means Richard. It's right, called that that's means, rich. It just means me. It just means me. The, the worst of the worst. And that means Richard. <laughs> yes. NBA Today is brought to you by Haynes. Haynes. Get comfy in the total support pouch with separation and support. <laughs> Welcome back to NBA Today. Mark your calendars because this weekend is our first NBA Saturday primetime oh. matchup of the season on ABC and the ESPN app. Steph and the Warriors leading the way with the first game of a five-game East Coast road trip against Joel Embiid and the Sixers. Our coverage begins at NBA with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern, 5 okay. o'clock Pacific. So, you know what? We, we do the top of the top. Yes, we do. Now we're going to go do the bottom of the bottom. The opposite, and that's why you're going Well, I, I appreciate I'm just going to say this is not the original name for it, but the original name did not get approved. But we're going to no, go with it that. Not. It did not get approved. But I'm just saying shout-out to my guy, Dick Vitale. Uh, <laughs> you know, good to see him back on the sideline. And watch Rudy Gobert here. What are you doing, Rudy? The play is still oh. going on. You can't go full Frank the Wait. Tank on everybody and not finish the play. But I like Look at the, this. I like the, I like the shadow boxing. You don't like the shadow boxing if you give up an and one. Luckily, they're playing. <laughs> I didn't uh, win. Luckily, not and happy. luckily they're playing against a Trailblazer, so it didn't matter. Oh. All right. Then where are we going next? Hey, Stop me when I'm lying. Stop me when I'm lying. All right, next, JaVel McGee. Sides. I'm not going to say the bigger they Javel. are, the harder they fall, but watch this timber. He's pointing. He's like, like you can't, is that a flop? You can't you can't push your own teammate down. He pointed in his defense, and coach, I get it. I get it, coach. I get it. But watch this. Push up. How do you <laughs> fall backwards? What type of stance are you in if someone talks to you and you timber? Wait, let's test uh, it. No, no, no. Let's not test it. Let's would, not test it. I would it. like to see that. Luckily, he's got I the gold grill in, so he's fine. Again, JaVale's going to find in this. Look. Come on, Scotty. Barnes has been great this season. He's, he's been great. great. But you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. You hear me? This, you can't look at somebody it and was. think you're going to go get the block. Look, you're going to look at him. <laughs> not that guy. You're not that guy. Not yet. Not yet, Scotty, but I love your game. It's impressive. But on this one, like you make the, that. And he got it all. That wasn't even that close. Look that's at this. JJ. That's Triple J. No, you can't do that, Scotty. I think that's Come more on, of Scotty B. Scotty B, you got to freak him out. Ugh. Nick Nurse doesn't care. And then this, Schroeder. We know. We're going to see. We're going to let you guys be the judge. Was this a flop? What's a flop? It's not a flop. Look at He's helping people out. Everyone, what's going on? Am I missing something? Did everyone tie everyone's shoes before this play? <laughs> fell over so many. And then now he's slipping like and falling. Trying to pull someone up. Listen, he dropped the bag. Now he's dropping himself. What is going on here? It's it's okay. It's it's okay. I feel like all of yours came from Portland games. All of my stuff came from Portland yeah. games. Again, there's a reason why we talk about Portland making moves here. Well, they need to switch something up. Well, we've, we've also had 
got some good, right? We yeah. have DeMar DeRozan being named a player of the week. Yes, we and deservingly so. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. DeMar and Donovan. Oh, look, all I got to say, all I got to say is this. Guys got to show up in New York. Right now, people are going up there. They're beating the Knicks. They're beating the Nets. You got to come out and play a little bit better than the Knicks or Nets. Man, you can't let people come into New York and just run the town like that. That stuff's starting to frustrate me. Starting to frustrate me. Golden State Warriors went in there. Phoenix Suns going there. All well, these people going there. You spent a whole lot of time in New York. Uh, we get this. And it's yet, personal for you. Yes, it's very personal. There's no bing bong. There is no bing bong. So NBA have you players. Ever been we, on a subway? What? Ever? Just to be very clear, you've never I have been not on been on the subway. Look at my tall, bald life? head. What? In your life? Well, no, like in I'm in really London, but they call it the tube there. It's gonna you know? be fine. All I've right. never been in New York is subway. Up next, we have Miles Bridges joining I've us tomorrow. I've seen internet about it. Internet on the interwebs. Hey, Perk, shut up. You suck.